From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Project Podcast. This one is number 23. I am your host with the most on anxiety recovery. All right, this one is the three worst symptoms of anxiety, in my opinion. And I'm going to list a bunch of symptoms of anxiety in this episode. But let me just first thank you. Thank you, everybody who rate and review this podcast. Thanks to everybody on YouTube who comment on the videos. And I want to hear your story. I want to hear what you want me to talk about next. And I want to hear what you have to say about your journey and your breakthroughs when it comes to anxiety. Now, Let's dive right in, the symptoms of anxiety, and I'm going to start off with perspiration, sweating. It's very common, happened to me when I suffered from an anxiety disorder back in the day. Sweating, uh, being in public and sweating, worried about what other people think, And there was a moment where I was working a part-time job and someone I knew years ago came in and I suddenly had a wave of like panic, you know, sweating, talking to this person, Uh, sweat was running down my forehead and I was worried, like during the conversation, I was so internal, I was concerned about what he was thinking of me and my sweat. That's what was going on internally. You know, is he, does he think I'm nervous? Does he think I am weak and, and, and and I don't know how to talk to people? Does, what, does he think that, you know, I'm a a loser still working at a part-time job? All of these catastrophic thoughts would bombard me and, and, you know, this, and afterwards I would, you know, ruminate over the conversation and think all of these negative thoughts like he probably thinks you know I'm weird sweating like that he probably thinks I'm you know a nervous person right and and if we take a different approach when it comes to sweating and do a paradoxical shift I'm going to be talking a lot about a paradoxical shift which means that to look at the symptom in a different light and and thus resulting in a different meaning. For example, instead of concerned about sweating, change your internal dialogue to, I want to see how much I can sweat today. I want to see how much I can sweat. You know, or you can change your internal dialogue to, you know, sweating is a sign of releasing toxins. It's it's a sign that I'm working hard. It's a sign that I'm getting a, enough exercise. That's changing your perception of the symptom and you change the meaning of it. And you change the meaning of it 
oh man, your day changes. Your day changes. Look at it in a different light. And that's one really important technique and important lesson, I'd say, when it comes to sweating. The second thing is shaking. You know, I got shake. I know I know a lot of people who've got the shakes. You know, like during the day, and and they constantly their arms, their hands are shaking because they're very anxious. And I had this as well, but most of it came from at night. You know, I would have night sweats, and I used to suffer from, you know, panic. In the middle of the night, I couldn't get a, a night's sleep. I would wake up in a panic state and I would be shaking. But yeah, that's just a natural bodily response from the fight, flight, and freeze response caused by the amygdala. Natural response, part of anxiety. All right, the third symptom is tingly in the hands and feet. You know, sometimes it can feel like you're having a heart attack but heart attack anxiety two different things right the i know they 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 can overlap because some people you know the the i guess the the you know the the tingling in the left arm you know the chest pains you know both both i guess similar but in the end they're very much different if you do the research on symptoms of a heart attack, symptoms of a panic attack or anxiety, both different, okay? Trust me, it's it's like you survive one heart attack and then you're having another heart attack a week later or a day later. It's like, no, it's just anxiety, right? Like you'd know if you, you've had a heart attack, right? There's a lot more different symptoms involved. All right. Fourth one is lightheadedness, you know, feeling lightheaded, you know, also all, all of these symptoms are part of the fight, flight, and freeze response. It's a natural bodily reaction, okay? Heart palpitations, another one, very common when I went to the gym. Back in the day when I was recovering from anxiety, working out at the gym became a challenge because I was afraid of the heart palpitations, running on the treadmill. I was afraid of going the extra mile and I was always internal, wait, looking for the palpitations and voila, there they are. You know, It's when we keep focusing on the certain sensations, they don't seem to go away, right? Because yeah, we're putting fuel on the fire. And like I said, the like I said before, the paradoxical shift where you look at the palpitations in a different manner, you know, like it's a sign my heart is beating and working properly. It's a sign that, you know, my heart is working and pumping and 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 um and it's a sign that I'm healthy because I'm 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 working it and that's making it into something else where we are looking at the symptom in a different light and attaching a new meaning to it. It's not dangerous. It's not deadly. It's not going to kill you. No, it's actually very healthy because my heart is working properly. It's strong. You know, another way to look at it, another way I used to look at it was, you know, 
the harder and, and, and more it's beating, the, the faster it's beating, the more healthier it is. The more I'm working it and it's a muscle and I'm, I'm working out hard and I'm going to use that fast beating heart to run faster or to jog faster, whatever you are doing. Now, and the next symptom is difficulty focusing. Very, very typical when it comes to anxiety because when we, when the amygdala is activated, the fight, flight, and freeze response, it's a natural bodily reaction. You know, your body is in defensive mode, right? And what happens is your depth of field shifts. You have a shallow, more shallow depth of field. So it's a very natural thing. If you're wondering why, you know, you can't really focus, you can't really pay attention, it's because the amygdala is activated, which means that it's overridden all other processes. The amygdala overrides all other processes. So you, you, when you have trouble calming down or trying to, trying to, you know, trying to focus on something, a task, reading a book, you know, whatever it may be, and you're having a hard time, you know, processing that information, it's because the amygdala has overridden everything else. Your defense mechanism is activated and you can't do anything but just accept the feelings and just use rational thoughts. Say, you know, I'm having a hard time focusing. I'm not stupid. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, losing my mind or anything. It's just my defense mechanisms activated. And what I have to do is just wait it out and accept it and surrender to it. Now, surrender is the sweet word, surrendering to it. When you surrender to something, you're not putting fuel on the fire. You're just accepting what it is and letting it do its job because it's a natural bodily response, okay? You know, muscle tension is another one. And stomach distress, you know, the nausea, very common. I had this one. This one was a, another uh, symptom that I had to battle with, especially out in public. Like if I was at a concert or like um, a symphony, um, I would I would feel this, the na- the nausea, and I was always afraid of throwing up. And what happens? What's attached to throwing up? Well, concerned about other people's judgments, right? Oh yeah, big one. Concerned about, um, you know, I, that's actually the main one. Concerned about other people, what they think. Because if you're alone and you feel like you have to throw up, you don't really care, right? Because you just go and, and throw up. But what I had to do, what I had to do when I was out in public and I felt sick was I had to use rational thoughts, such as, did I ever throw up before when I'm in this situation? No. Is this nausea because of anxiety? Yes, it's because I feel anxious right now. Okay. Do do people throw up when they feel anxious? No. Okay. Well. Have I thrown up before when I'm anxious? No. Okay. You know, there are times, sure, that people have become sick when they are anxious, but 
when every time that I felt nauseous when I was going through anxiety, no, I've never thrown up. And that's the rational thoughts that kept me not running away from the situation. Okay. Now let's get into the three worst symptoms that I experienced back in the day when I used to suffer from anxiety. Now, number three is depersonalization. This one is a big one. Most people who have anxiety go through depersonalization. And depersonalization is being detached from yourself, being detached and feeling like you're in a dream, in a dream state, like you you don't really have any emotions and you're walking around and you're completely um, in defensive mode because depersonalization is a defense mode that you're in, that you're in. And the way to get rid of depersonalization is surrendering to it because it's a defense mechanism. If you keep adding fire onto, if you keep adding fuel to that fire, which is depersonalization, it's not going to go away. It's a natural defense mechanism from your body to protect your mind and body, okay? It thinks it's in danger, but it's not, and you have to surrender to it. Surrendering to it, and there are a lot of unresolved emotional issues and a lot of other fears that are subconsciously stored that you haven't dealt with yet, but, you know... Depersonalization will go away naturally if you surrender to it. And going back to that unresolved emotional issue part that I was just talking about, we have four different bodies of who that make up who we are as people. We have the spiritual body, we have the mental body, we have the emotional body, and then we have the fitness and nutritional body. I also like to call it the physical body, right? So the spiritual body is your energy. The mental is your mindset. The emotional body is your intelligence. And the physical, you know, fitness and what you put into your body. Nutrition. Now, if if a few of these bodies are out of whack, if you're not in touch with your spiritual side, and if you have a lot of resolved unresolved emotional issues, your equilibrium is going to be way off. You you probably have a lot of fears that you haven't dealt with yet. You probably are running bad habits that are just, you know, just keeping you unhealthy mentally and physically. You're not probably you're probably not getting enough exercise or eating properly, right? Eating the right foods. So you know, there's a lot of aspects to maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And when I was going through anxiety, I didn't have any equilibrium. I had a million bad habits. I wasn't eating the right foods. I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, and I, I was running a lot of bad habits. Like, uh, there's so many, right? But the thing that works when it comes to anxiety is that you have to take care of one thing and then. And after you take care of one thing, one bad habit, you take care of it, you you change one habit, you then you change another habit, and then you change another habit, and it snowballs, right? So it's just one thing at a time when it comes to recovering from anxiety. Okay, 
Now, let's get into number two of the worst symptoms, and it's chest pains, the pressure. And like I said before, the chest pains. This one, you know, unresolved emotional issues, fears, this is what drives your anxiety. You're running, you're running your day-to-day with bad habits, with negative limiting beliefs that these need to change. They are not who you are. You're not in touch with your spiritual side. Or you're, you're not in touch with your mental. You don't have the right mindset. You don't, you're not in touch with the emotional body, you know. You don't have the right tools, you know. You don't have the right knowledge to overcome anxiety, right? So you're not in touch with that, and you're not in touch with the right fitness and nutrition. So there's a lot of things that need to be implemented in order to strive for your higher self. And chest pains is just another symptom of anxiety that happens to everyone who has anxiety disorders and just stress in their lives. You know, the weight of the world pressing down on your chest. And it's all about changing the meaning of it. You know, you you look at it as like, you know, this is just from anxiety. I need to take care, better care of myself. I need to find more time for me. I need to find more time to just unwind and relax and get back in touch with nature and get back in touch with really who I am. Because these patterns that you're running, they are not who you are. You know, we must get back into our spiritual side and we must reach a higher level of consciousness, okay? And number one is you can't get enough air. This one what is number one because air is important. <laughs> it's good for brain function, cognitive function. But when going through anxiety, all of the time, I used to feel like I wasn't getting enough air. I was yawning a lot. I was burping a lot. Oh, my God, the list goes on, right? And I used to feel drowsy all the time and tired. And yes, this one is a big one. And a few techniques that I implemented in order to get more oxygen and, and that that helps your you know, cardiovascular system and, and your internal self to get, to make my body more oxenergized was meditation and breathing exercises. So during the day I would use the three by three by six, which is three seconds in through the nose, hold for three seconds, and then exhale for six seconds. This one is the one I love because it just worked well for me. I loved the exhale for six seconds because I released all of the oxygen and then I did the breathing exercise again. So implementing a breathing exercise throughout the day is crucial for overcoming anxiety. It's crucial. We need the oxygen. It helps just our body in general to just maintain health. You know, a lot of people get sick nowadays because they don't they don't get enough oxygen they don't take care of themselves right and by taking cold showers which i do now i take cold showers that gets more oxygen in my body because i'm breathing more in the shower the cold water you know not only stimulates all of my skin but it also 
it makes me breathe heavily, okay? And also the Wim Hof method, which is amazing method for breathing. And that also makes you get in touch with your unconscious mind as well. So Wim Hof method, the three by three by six breathing technique and the cold showers is a very good help for breathing and getting oxygen. All right, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, everybody. Please leave a comment on iTunes and rate this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Do not let your anxiety define who you are. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.